What's up, bitches? This is the SGA podcast. It's been a long ass time. This might be our second one of the year. I don't know. It's been a long time. Sorry. I was excited. So I had it uh, open with that. Baby moon, man. I know. <laughs> My brain is also broken. Uh, yes, correct. Uh, uh, today's podcast is going to be on the recently released uh, Wakanda Forever. But since it's been a while, um, we're going to talk about a couple other movies um, and provide a quick reviews. Uh, but even before I do that, quick round of intros. Um, this is Anthony. You guys already know me. Uh, Kai, say hi. Kai, you guys don't know me yet. Just token millennial here. Just noob. <laughs> yep. uh, is Choi? he still young enough to be token millennial? Uh, this is Nick. Yeah. You know, that's how generations work, Nick. They don't change. Yeah. All right. Uh, Dot? I am Dot. I I think I'm the oldest here, am I? Yeah. I, I yeah, guess we've I never established so. that. Yeah, I know. I think so. Uh, despite my age, I am Arthur's sidekick. No, 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 no. <laughs> Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy. <laughs> I know. Sidekick? Here. Here. What? Here. You disgust me. He's my oh, hero. All right. <laughs> Lastly and leastly, just kidding, Arthur. <laughs> Here. Um, and Nick already went. This is, <laughs> this is Arthur, uh, your resident friendly neighborhood comic book nerd. All right, I'm wiping this intro. I think we had a terrible intro. <laughs> what? what do you mean? Re- resetting yeah. it all. It sounded like our best. Actually, I'm sorry. Yeah. you, you really started good. off on the wrong note. I think I started on the perfect note. Started off poorly. Yeah, you oh, called gosh. our fans bitches. I Went downhill. I called you guys. <laughs> what? Called you guys? How dare you? What if they take offense fans? to that? Yeah, well, you didn't say you guys. Hey, you know, you didn't specify. Uh, I thought you were talking. Okay, next to time, I'll be more specific. You guys. Hey, bitches. No, I'm just kidding. All right. Uh, let's jump into um, two Marvel shows, two MCU shows that we didn't get a chance to talk about. Uh, and we'll do a quick roundtable. Um, uh, let's start um, now in alphabetical order. <laughs> Arthur, give us your less than 30 second review of Ms. Marvel and She-Hulk. 30 seconds apiece. Why are you always trying to extend it? No, let. No, I'm just asking. Seconds I want parameters. Wow. Fifteen seconds each. Oh, okay. Um, His anger made it longer. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Ms. Marvel, I overall enjoyed it. Um, I think the beginning was strong. The middle kind of meandered a little bit, and the end was kind of rushed. But I like the actress. I like the overall premise. Um, the story. I think that's a problem mostly on the most of the Marvel TV shows I've noticed. So it's not just Ms. Marvel. But um, I like the lore, and I did like the kind of historical education via time travel and some other things that they were sharing about Pakistani culture and India and, and you know, things like that. Um, didn't have a problem with some of the change of the origins, but uh, of her powers, but I'm not going to get into that. But I, I still enjoyed it. I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing her, her character in, in future Marvel installments. So I'd probably give it a quick 7.5. You want to go She-Hulk? Oh, and She-Hulk, yeah. Um, I really enjoyed that show a lot. Um, it very much harkens back to a lot of the She-Hulk comics that I've read, breaking the fourth wall, being very non, non-serious, 
kind of part comedy, part fourth wall breaking, part, you know, rom-com or whatever you want to call it. Um, I know a lot of people had some problems with it, and I understand that. But for me, it was just different. And I like the fact that it was very different. I like the fact that there didn't have to be a connection or a story. Um, I thought the ending was actually quite brilliant, um, totally different. Um, I really enjoyed that um, part of it. Only weakness I thought was the CGI is still a little bit dodgy, and sometimes it threw me off a little bit, and I think they can improve there. But after like a few episodes, I, I can get over it. But overall, I really liked the show. I liked the people involved. Um, I liked the world. Um, I hope they can do it again. Or maybe they can just integrate Shiok in a more serious role because she's always been a character that can do both. But I enjoyed it, um, and I'd still give it probably the same score, seven point five. So there you go. All right, uh, Dot. Thoughts on yeah. quicker thoughts okay. <laughs> on Ms. Marvel and She-Hulk. Uh, I thought that they were fantastic entries with you know female leads, um, and. The CGI wasn't as distracting as I would hope. As you would hope? You want CGI to be yeah, more distracting? The... <laughs> uh, That's a I weird mean, comment. <laughs> I mean, I don't really know what to say because I'm hoping that's what the outcome is when I actually see these shows. Um, I haven't seen them. Skip me. Oh <laughs> my know. lord, you could have just opened <laughs> with that. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I'm way behind, guys. You're off. I, you're kicked <laughs> off this podcast. You're out. Yeah. Okay, I'm your membership even... in review. <laughs> I know. Being replaced. Oh, All right. Uh, anyone else? <laughs> Nick's daughter. Yeah. You got another. She's into Guardians now. So. Yes. <laughs> you like Guardians? Yeah, this is for Nick. She'll anyway. she'll she'll take Nick's role soon. <laughs> <laughs> How much? Did you did you like She Hulk? No. How about Miss? Oh, Marvel? there it is. Oh, problems. I only saw one episode. Oh, Nick, you're slacking, dude. We're hard on that secession plan. You. Yeah, he just put yeah. himself on mute because he's yelling at his daughter. Yeah. <laughs> I told you to watch it before the podcast. Like, Why are you embarrassing me in front of my you're best friend? You're supposed friends. to tell me. <laughs> I'm supposed to be the biggest head? nerd here. Okay, okay. All right, Nick. Uh, quickly, your thoughts on Miss Marvel and she? Uh, I like uh, Miss Marvel. I thought it was good. I liked it. I gave it probably an eight. I thought um, it was interesting because it was different. It was the whole style, very teenage movie thing. I thought Lulu liked it because it was very like teenish. But um, I give that an eight. She Hulk. Uh, it started. Yeah, kind of. It started strong, I felt, and then I felt like a lot of it in the middle kind of dragged. Some of the episodes, I was like, I, I don't know, it seemed kind of pointless almost. I was like, I didn't, nothing, like, nothing happened. Uh, I like that. I give that one a seven. But it was, it, it was entertaining overall. Had some good stuff. I wanted to mention, but I couldn't because uh, Kai hasn't seen it yet. It's yeah. not old enough to watch She Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lulu is old enough to watch it, but Kai is not. <laughs> oh. Uh, the finale was cool. I, I agree. It was very yeah. unique, which I liked. Bad we can't talk about it, huh? I know. Exactly. Terrible. Fucking Kai. Or even the guest stars. Uh, suck it. Yeah, yeah, over the guest. Oh my god. Yeah, those are great. Oh my. No, I'm just kidding. Mm. All right, Kai. Uh, since you've only seen uh, <laughs> Miss Marvel, what did you think of Miss Marvel? Yeah, I've not seen uh, She-Hulk. Miss Marvel. I think I would. 
condense it to. I do like the actress that they picked. Um, I think I always appreciate that Marvel takes their effort to cast people in the right roles. Um, so I felt like she not only played the super fan character, but is also as an actress, a super fan in the shows, um, which is nice. Um, I think the story was kind of okay, just in the middle. Um, interested to see, I think they're doing some Marvel family stuff, right? So yep. I'd rather see kind of how she goes in that space. Um, Cause I think there's just a ton of, I don't know. There's like a lot of logistical stuff that happened in the show that kind of just felt like really forced or very convenient. But I think it, I just left it as a okay. It's just a fun, campy, you know, whatever. Um, I give it like a, I got like a seven. All right. Um, and then for me, I think you guys pretty much said everything. Miss Marvel, I thought was solid, great. You know, lead performance. Um, Script was a little, I don't know, it's a little flimsy at times. Uh, actually, I think I fell asleep during the finale. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, the resolution felt really weird. Um, yeah, very forced, very rushed. Yeah, mm-hmm. at least to me. Yeah, I, I mean, I did like, I did like a lot of the style though. Like they did a lot of the credits. yeah, the visuals I think yeah. were pretty cool. Yeah, she um, does like her that. social media and then does the videos and tries to tell her story with using another story. I like those. Yep. Yeah, those are cool. Yeah. Did you guys know that? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. You, you can go. I don't. I didn't really have. Uh, I was gonna say. I think those. Uh, that was the same director who directed Batgirl, which got canceled. (laughs) Yes, it is. That was true. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's a little. Yeah, I guess a little sad. Um, and then She Hulk. Um, I thought was good. I was. I mean, so sorry. I. I don't know. I didn't give a score for Miss Marvel. Um, I gave it a seven. Um, She-Hulk, I gave the same score. I thought it was solid. Uh, I liked that it was very much... I, I felt like it was much... It's pretty opposite Miss Marvel in terms of... It, it was a pretty adult show um, oh, for Marvel. Yeah, definitely. Uh, oh, and okay. I liked that. I mean, I, I like that it's, like, different. Like, they just went full force on kind of, like, the adult side of things. Yeah, um, Alec McBeal. And, yeah. Hulk, She-Hulk, Ellie McBeal. Yeah, kind of, like, Marvel yeah. plus Alec McBeal. Definitely yeah. more adult. Yeah. Um... And I like uh, Tatiana Mosley as, I don't even know how to say her last name, but I liked her as... Mosliani? Whatever. <laughs> Mosliani? Yeah, she was great. Yeah, she was great. Yeah. I think she was a great, yeah. I think she did a great job. So She's in uh, New Girl, right? Uh, the the best she? friend in New Girl? I don't know. I don't think so. I think the, the wasn't the other girl um, the one who plays her rival, or no? Oh, Titania? Yeah. Am she I wrong? Was, new, was she? I don't remember the show. I that was. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, uh, I also give that a. I also give that a seven. They're both fine. Like I didn't like. It was like must watch TV. It was like fun. Just turn on something small and. So in their own way, you you thought they're about the same level. For the type of show they're going for, yeah, I, I would I would say so. Okay, for me, it's good to know. At least, yeah. Um. All right, now on to our main uh, feature for the podcast, Wakanda Forever. Uh, so some background on the movie, I think most people know, oh, most people know, my father, father-in-law did not know, but uh, Chadwick Boseman, the, the main actor 
Black Panther, uh, passed away due to cancer. And so um, they, uh, Ryan Coogler, the director and writer, um, had already finished his draft of Wakanda Forever, but like I think like a week before Chadwick Boseman like passed away, and so he had already said this, wrote this whole movie, this found out his name. What? This is 2020, by the way, right? For, yeah, for contact. Yeah. yeah, two years ago. Yeah, found out that his main uh, actor, uh, I mean, not found out, but like his main actor passed away, um, and uh, had to rewrite everything. Um, and I think if you watch the movie, you can tell how things could have gone if he were written in there. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I think... I think a lot of people, even including myself, before going into the movie, we were kind of interested to see how this would, what type of movie this would be without their main character, really. Um, yeah. And, and how they would be able to, to handle it. Um, and, uh, yeah, they introduced a, a couple of new characters. Well, actually, one primary character, um, Namor. Wait, how does he, in the movie, don't they say it a little bit different? I think that's the actor's accent, actually. They pronounce okay, yeah, it right. I feel okay. like the actor who plays the character is just his accent. He goes no okay, more. Okay, yeah. He, he said no it more. a little bit differently than I remember it, but you're, you're, yeah, you're silent A. Okay. He goes no more instead of nay. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Anyway, for some background information uh, on Namor and maybe some of the other characters. I guess we, we're all in spoiler territory, so you could jump into uh, like Shuri uh, and and how she becomes the uh, how she becomes the Black Panther. But um, I'll pass it off to Arthur for Shuri. <coughs> okay. Uh, so Namor, the Submariner, is the the main antagonist of this movie. Uh, I wouldn't say he's a villain, um, but his it's roots Marvel actually Aquaman. Yeah, but uh, he actually predates Aquaman. Um, because he oh, was okay. uh, he was born well published in 1939 actually, so Damn. very long time. He's actually one of the early early Marvel characters. Um, was that your when... childhood, Dad? Dang, <laughs> dang. Um, but he was. Uh, he released... actually was my childhood. So screw you. He, he actually started. In, um, Namor was actually That's in the comic one. book called Marvel Comics, um, owned by Timely, which is the previous name of Marvel Comics before they became Marvel Comics. Um, and Namor is like, he's considered like one of the early, early Marvel characters, golden age, if you will. And when, when you talk golden age, you're talking like the 40s and 50s. Um, so at that time, Marvel doesn't have like the deep golden age characters like Batman or Superman and Wonder Woman. So they had Submariner, they had like Human Torch, they had Cap. And then when Marvel was forming, then they sort of integrated him into becoming more of like... Um, was he a hero or was he not a bad, not a bad and, character? And that's what makes him interesting. He's yeah, both. Yeah. Uh, he's, you know, I would say 60, well, 70, 30 hero. And 30, you can say kind of anti-hero, but not necessarily, he's not like a straight up villain. Like he, he tends to swing depending mm -hmm. on circumstance. Like he's obviously very protectionist of his, you know, of his underwater kingdom. But um, he's almost like somebody you can say, I wouldn't say has an identity crisis, but he's kind of caught between two worlds, his Atlantean heritage and his human heritage. So origin-wise, his mother is a, a human male. Oh, sorry. Um, his father is a human male. His mother is a, a female Atlantean, you know, fictional undersea race. And, you know, how, the, how they met, they got married, and then they birthed, they birthed him. Um, and he can't 
technically like speaking, Augment? he can't. Uh, kind of, yeah. They're very, very similar. Um, the Namor, I think, predates Aquaman, and he can't live in one environment more than the other for too long. I think he usually should be staying in one versus the other, but sometimes they've been established that because he spends too much time in one place versus the other, it affects his mood, you know, his oxygen levels and, and stuff like that. They've done all these kind of interesting stories so, to kind of explain, like, how come one minute he can fight with the Avengers, which he's been a member of, and the minute he's trying to take over New York and flood the whole eastern seaboard, right? Um, and then, you know, pal up with the Doctor Doom and try to do things. So he tends to swing back and forth. So he's kind of a great character to kind of um, to show as an antagonist. And he actually has a history of, in the past few years, um, uh, being an antagonist with Black Panther. So even before, um, you know, Chadwick passed away, you know, there was already rumors like, oh, is the Submariner going to show up? And if he is, then that's great because Black Panther and you know, Namor going head to head is is a cool thing, right? They're they're kings of their respective kingdoms. Um, they have this an animosity, that kind of thing. Um, for the movie, they actually changed the whole ethnic background, if you can even call it that. They they sort of um, well, of course, Atlanteans. There's no such thing as there's no such thing as ethnic <laughs> Atlanteans, right? What do you but mean? instead, they change it to something called um, Talakan, Talokan, yeah. uh, which is based on Mesoamerican, yeah, Mesoamerican. Mexican history, Latin American culture, and I'm okay with that. I mean, more or less, the character is the same. Um, and I actually read an interview where they said they actually did that on purpose because they wanted to differentiate himself from Aquaman already. Because most people know Aquaman, you already had the movie. What's going to make him different than? You know, it was a good move. I like it. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, fair. Yeah, I agree. So, and it doesn't detract from the character at all. I mean, he's more. He's still no. Namor, but um, yeah, he's. This guy, he's been around for a long time. He's considered the Marvel's first mutant. So they're dropping mutant hints in this movie too. Like he said, yeah, he said mutant. He actually yeah. used the word. And and that's a wink to the audience because you know everybody's asking like, when's the X Men gonna show up? When's mutants are gonna show up in MCU? Right. So just like Ms. Marvel dropped the the little wink saying Ms. Marvel is a mutant, which she's not in the books. Namor saying I'm a mutant, and that's a wink to the audience saying, yeah, mutants exist. You know, I'm one of the longtime mutants. Um, He's actually considered the OG mutant, actually. The original mutant, because he's born with powers and stuff. So. What, not Apocalypse? <laughs> well, okay, if you go back that far. <laughs> All right. Yeah, man. Apocalypse would be mad. Yeah. If you want to go back that far. Did you mention... Yeah, I mean, the uh, first mutant superhero, Homo Romanus, that kind of thing. So. Did you mention uh, how, how much of the hots he has for Sue Richards? Oh, there is a good point, right. So he's also, you know... He started off as a major antagonist uh, to this Fantastic Four, and definitely was always trying to move in on, you know, Reed Richards' wife or girlfriend at the time. What, what, what is the reasoning behind, besides it being a meme, like, what, what exactly, was there, like, a defining event or moment where he's like, yeah, this Sue Richards is it? He just fell in love with her. Hmm. Like, in the books, he just met, I think they had some conflict, but he took a liking to, to Sue. Um, the character is a lot younger at the time. I forgot if she was married or not, but Namor doesn't care. Um, yeah, Namor doesn't care. He's pretty old, man. Yeah, and, he's and, just an old guy time, finding a new wife, right? Yeah, but at the same time, you know, he's had his own relationships, but he, at the same time, he also respects Susan Richards because she's also a strong character. So she's not like some damsel in distress. She likes because she's strong. And she kind of, be, he, he begrudgingly respects Reed as his husband, even though, <laughs> you know, 
So Namor, I feel yeah. like is no he's a very complicated character, but he's one of the most fascinating. He is a major Marvel character, by the way. So the two things I know about Namor, first, he's like one of the to me is like one of the original like gray like characters. He's no like yeah. morally, he's like plays both sides. You don't know which side he's on. The second thing is he's like a super horny guy. He's just like super horny. <laughs> like Sue Storm is just like almost like a creep with Sue Storm. Like that's how he talks about her. Oh, totally. Yeah. 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 He abducts her like, and he like. Yeah, it's hella like aggressive. If, I, if, if, if I you use really modern hope, day, if yeah. you use modern day lens to kind of read those early issues, it could it can kind of come off that way for sure. And <laughs> yeah, it was never I, meant that way, but you know, I was really hoping uh, for more yeah. horniness in in this movie. To be honest, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, show me the horny. Come on, yeah, <laughs> no you could have. I mean, yeah. I mean, we I mean, we still might see it once he Girl, you know, girls be thirsting over him, man. This new actor, he, yeah. he's so innocent. Yep. You guys know what uh, Namor looks like in the comics, right? Yeah. Uh, the, the, yeah. the hair tied back. I mean, yeah, with the thing. So do you guys know the actor um, Michael Ironside? Oh, totally. Oh, yeah. I well, always felt like, even when I was a kid, that that he would be the perfect actor in his youth to have played Namor in a movie. I could see that. Look he's serious, up, he's look so old. I mean, now, back but then. back then, like his face, back then, everything. Was, his voice. His voice is... Well, he's yeah, Sam Fisher yeah. for the Splinter Cell series. Oh, is he? Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, he's he's Sam Fisher. He's great. He's oh, the guy yeah. from Top Gun who gets the the flight tower gets. You know, yeah. Michael but, Ironside is great. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, there's a lot to talk about Namor. I mean, but he's definitely a a major character for for Marvel. Always yeah. has been. Always enjoyed him. He's he, to me, yeah. he's the original great character. Like yeah, know, totally. Long before they yeah. said Venom is like the the. He's, he's always had those wings. Yep. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. a weird thing. I mean, he's yeah. Uh, He's super strong. He can live underwater. Uh, this is where he differs from Aquaman. He can fly. He actually has superhuman strength, durability, yeah. more than Aquaman per se, but he can't control sea life like Aquaman does. So that's kind of the difference. He doesn't talk to like sea creatures. <laughs> I'm going to say that's a good thing because that's, that's what makes Aquaman the butt of jokes. <laughs> well, if you write him badly, but you know. And, <laughs> I like all right let's uh let's jump into the review of wakanda forever um i guess i like to go with who's seen it last so nick or dad what's one of you guys one of you guys watched it most recently right like (laughs) what days you guys watch it i don't know about that that when did you watch it I saw it um, last, not this past, but actually, I just saw it on a Sunday. A dad saw it. Sunday, as in like yesterday? No, the week <laughs> before. A week ago. I saw a week before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Okay. I was like, how <laughs> stressful is your life right now? Yeah, no, no. I saw it last Sunday. Okay, okay, I gotcha. Yeah. Nick saw it after that. I saw it right? on the day, you know, which is a podcast. Yes, so it was last week. Okay, so Nick, you you seen it the most recent. Um, well, okay. let's start with you. Uh, overall, I liked it. Uh, the beginning was really sad for me. I, I, I don't know. Why I was like sitting in theater and like the whole thing, the whole funeral, just because it's like so, you know, real, so real. I was like, it's almost too real. It was like it was making me really sad. I was like, oh my god. Um, I thought it was good. I liked. Um, I couldn't help in my mind keep like 
thinking about Aquaman, but I liked a lot of the ways that they did the underwater stuff uh, compared to Aquaman because it was felt really, it felt really consistent. I didn't like in Aquaman like sometimes they just kind of zoom across the water or whatever. They get in and out and they look like they don't. They look like they just like haven't been in water. But this one, it's like I like the way Marvel did it. It's just consistent. It looks real. Like they're underwater. They move like people would move like underwater. Like when he gets out, he's like he looks like he just got out of the water. <laughs> So I thought they, <laughs> you know, like it doesn't look like that at all. But I'm like, okay. Um, I thought in general, like I felt like it felt like kind of a movie without a main character uh, to me. I think they did the best they could replacing, you know, like without him. But it, it kind of, it, it the overall feeling I got was it kind of, lacked um i 100% agree i felt yeah. uh after i walked out i was like man like major star power it, I, yeah. I don't need that i don't need star power. I, it felt like it jumped character to character like the focus of the characters like jumped yeah. around a bunch which i get that you it yeah i get that they, they had to do that um i also felt like you were just i don't know i think there's a lot of secondary characters that were trying like they tried to elevate character the whole time. So I was trying to identify like I kinda didn't get the character of the is it Riri, the girl? I know I know like, you know, she was important, but then they yeah. brought her to Wakanda, but then it, she didn't really amount to much and then Yeah, she's like MacGuffin, right? Like she, she's a new character. Her plot but they device. Didn't have her that like important like did they? Did, did she come up as like a new Iron Man or something? I don't know. Well she's but, a really new character. She's only been created like the past six years. And she's gonna have a show, by the way. So this is her, oh, her way of, yeah. She's gonna be there's, oh, there's a that, show. So there's a way to introduce uh, her. That but makes she's definitely a, she's also a, definitely a new character. She's not that hasn't been around that long. I felt like they elevated that character a lot, and I thought she was gonna be more important. But in the end, she was like it felt like she was very insignificant. So yeah. uh, I felt I get I I know they did the best they could, and, it's, and I understand why. Right? It's 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 sad because he you know he died, and and that's why it, I. That's why I think the movie kind of turned out like that. Overall, though, I mean, they did a good job. It was it was entertaining. I didn't get yeah the the Riri character a lot. I didn't. <laughs> my one kind of gripe was kind of near the end where they <laughs> they figure out how to beat him. It was it seemed just so it's kind of silly. Like, oh, <laughs> just, just put him in a microwave. Him. What do you mean? Let's just let's just dry him out. I was like, what? Was like, that's what you're gonna With do. With Wakandan technology, though. With Wakandan yeah. like. Beef jerky maker, like it was just suck the, we'll just suck the moisture out of him in the back yeah, of the yeah, just suck him dry. It felt very like, uh, what, what was that one movie? Signs where they have like, oh, let's just splash water on him. So, <laughs> dad is dry. rolling at Kai's sexual innuendo comment. <laughs> what? <laughs> you enjoyed that too much. Uh, uh, but yeah, overall, I think that's, I, I think that's all okay. I about it. I liked it yep. though, that was entertaining. Good, okay. but just, it was missing that big main uh, main character for me. Yep, that's fair. All right, uh, Dot. Right, so <clears throat> so I actually I actually thought it was pretty good. Um, I, I I don't really know what what the the general consensus is for the movie, but uh, I was actually relatively impressed by it. I, I hear everything that you're saying, Nick, and you know I I. 
agree, especially the whole, you know, it's like a movie without a main character. Um, but for whatever reason, that, 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 that doesn't really bother me. I think that they, they dealt with the loss of um, the, the, the T'Challa character really well, actually. And, and it, it kind of flowed like a movie that, that lost its, its way, um, but, but, but trying to find it. Right. <laughs> so in some ways, not having that, that main lead, um, I don't know, I guess it kind of works. Um, you know, one of, one of my, the impressions I got leaving the movie uh, was how much I enjoyed um, the plot and the, the, especially the dialogue. I, I actually felt like in terms of Marvel movies, it was one of the, the best uh, dialogue written movies that Marvel has put out to the point that it, it felt um, accessible um, even more than the other movies if you've never seen an MC movie at all. Like, like I, I was trying to play in my head the idea that um, if, if I was a person who just avoided Marvel movies or had never ever heard of them, if I came to this, I could get into it and I could feel the world being built around me as they explain um, certain aspects of, of, what, of what this was. Um, Oh, wait, and, I want to add. I want to add there, like uh, that. That I agree with you there too. I think that is a Ryan Coogler thing, where mm -hmm. he they get like he actually gives like time for dialogue and for scenes and for emotion, and um, uh, I think that's what Ryan Coogler is good at. If you've seen his previous movies, um, he's just the dialogue is like real. Like he's good he, weight with words. Yeah, and and cool. I think that's. That's mostly due to him and how well he writes his his scripts. So yeah, I agree. Agreed. With uh, one of the the striking scenes for me personally was when um, uh, the queen went in to I think it was the UN. Oh yeah, and absolutely. was making the point about how we'll never give you um, the vibranium and why and how we pieced together sort of the background with the dialogue and heard the delivery of you know. You know, hell like, no, you're never gonna have this. It was I thought it was extremely powerful and that's one um, of the best combinations of Angela Bassett, oh, a great so actress, good. plus great script and dialogue. So good. And and quite frankly, <laughs> I felt like everybody outside of that that new character um, who looks like you know the Iron Man heir apparent, you know, had fantastic delivery of drama emotion given the, the situation their characters were put into. Um, that you know I, I was really impressed. Um, I agree. I thought the acting was really good. Yes. Yeah. It was very good, and and to the point where I almost feel like this also is the least feeling Marvel movie that the MCU has put out. And you can say that's good or bad. I really don't care. But I know there's people out there who say Marvel is too Disney or there's too CG or or whatever it's going to be, and they don't like that 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 feel that Marvel has. But this felt like again a, a, just a, a good presentation of of a cinematic um, story, and, and I enjoyed it. Um, I mean that that's that's my my general take on it. I I enjoyed pretty much most aspects. I I know at some points I had some um, things that I could grab about, but I honestly can't remember what they are now. And if I remember them during other people's conversation, I'll point them out. But um, that's probably the biggest point I want to make. I enjoyed it through and through, and it felt it felt real. You know, yeah. it felt fantasy real. I even really liked their take on Namor and his. Um, I'm glad it wasn't, you know, they didn't do like a whole Atlantis type thing, you know, stayed away from that. I did yeah. think that it was significantly better, um, a more believable underwater world than Aquaman was. Um, yeah. 
Aquaman feels fake. I, 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 I don't think I'm being mean to the DC universe. I just feel like the way they make things, it just doesn't well, feel real. Right? I think the big difference was in Aquaman, they made it a huge spectacle, right? It was more about the scenery, whereas in this movie, they take a lot of time to develop some side characters, right? To Namor, right? His, his, two, his two henchmen, but more importantly... Right, they tried. They made this connection, like this. Of course, this really over the over the top connection between Talakan and Wakanda. Right, how they're oh, yeah. just two people, right? You know, living in their own worlds. Um, in terms of trying to draw similarity for Shuri, right? Um, and, and they made it believable, even right. Like I can very much buy that. It's sort of this ancient. Um, I'm going to say Aztec. Hey, in the in the comics, world. is is it uh, vibranium there? No, right. No, not in, at all. No. No, I mean, that's no, actually a new thing they added. Like, the the Talakans have built their society on, on Vibranium. That's an MCU thing, which I think actually kind of works. I like it, too. It's actually more interesting when the, when the comic has in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. And I liked how, you know, underwater, they did fight the fact that it really is underwater and didn't give them, you know, it, it was like realistic humans adapting to the underwater world and the limitations of, of water moving and water, et cetera. And and for Arthur, um, I was actually surprised to realize that you know that that um, right hand man of his was a Tuma, yeah, right, yeah. Um, which was, you know, when I was young, he was one of my favorite characters for another reason. He yeah, just seemed really badass. Yeah. Oh, right. and really dangerous, and and right. he felt like a really good enemy. And their portrayal of him on screen, I thought, was actually pretty good. He was badass. For how they wrote it. Oh yeah, yeah, but. Um, no, I, I enjoyed the movie um, a lot. I even really liked the plot. And I even like how um, it it was actually relatively hard to predict, such as, um, you know, the development of um, Umbaku as well, right? Um, I don't know. It, well, felt, it felt really human. Why did it not feel predictable for Umbaku? I actually liked him a lot in this movie, way more than in the previous ones. I, I couldn't predict that the outcast tribe would hail the new king. That's not something I would have seen. I, I like especially the part where, you know, he was very gung-ho about going after the enemy, but once he realized how bad the enemy was, he really had to go back and rethink it. Like, I felt it was really genuine, right? Yeah, that tracks to me because he's, like, you know, historically his clan has had to deal with, you know, themselves, right? right. So natural yeah. to be on the end but yeah i'll talk about how i you know didn't really like his decisions sure absolutely so i'll, I'll stop there and then i'll probably you know maybe springboard off of um other folks's comments but um that's that was my general impression i thought it was quite good okay uh kai why don't you go next um since you're about to say something sure I mean, for me, so I'm going to kind of at it from a different angle. I'm also someone who just like, you know, Vu tries to watch as little as possible before going into the movie. Um, but honestly, didn't have a lot of excitement going into it because, right, I mean, it's really hard to fill Chadwick Boseman's shoes. Um, even though the cast is so strong for uh, Black Panther, Right with Angela Bassett, you know, unfortunately, she's no longer a part of it anymore. 
but Michael B. Jordan and also um, Lupita, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's great to just be able to see that strong of a cast um, just perform together. It's fun. Um, I had no clue that Namor was in this movie. <laughs> so, <laughs> nice. like, yeah. So I was watching. Did I've, you even I've know who he was clip. when you saw it, though? No. So I had clips. I've seen clips of like the movie. I forget from where, but there's like you know you see the the Talakam people, and I'm like. Oh, cool! So maybe there's like a new underwater clan of Black Panther that we discover, All right? That's what I thought, um, and that's what I thought when the movie was happening. I'm like, okay, so maybe there's a rogue Black Panther, um, tribe. sorry, a Wakandan tribe that is like you know doing these things on the side, right? And then I realize, you know, later when Namor actually reveals himself, that it was literally a whole nother, <laughs> uh, you know, country. Right, especially when there's the when he was flying at the end of the scene, when they when they destroy the ship, right in the very beginning. Oh yeah, the tiger. I was like, yeah, I was like, who's the super Wakandan that just like flew out of nowhere? (laughs) Like I, that's how lost I was in terms of what was going on until he showed up, Um, and I was like, oh. Let me interrupt real quick. Uh, I just want to ask Arthur if he knows was was Namor unique. To himself in the comic, among his people, also, was he considered a mutant among his people? Um, I don't think they care. I think, I mean, you know, a lot of them accept who he is, and then of course there are some that are kind of like, you know, it's it's always the eternal conflict of like, you know, are you really are you more surface person, human being, or are you an Atlantean, okay. right? It's, so there's no in the comics either. What's that? There's not other like uh, Talakan Atlant- or whatever. People like there's, Atlant- uh, there's maybe one or a couple. Not, there's like maybe two or three at most. Like they're a, not like he has a cousin. Strong, like yeah, he has a cousin, like but most of them, his people are pure Atlanteans. Okay. So he's very unique. Like he's basically a hybrid or um, mixed race, right? And he has all the, the you know, insecurities and and you know, good and bad of, of trying to figure out where do I really belong, that kind of thing. Right. Anyway. Okay. Thank you. So, um, anyway, so that, that was a huge surprise for me. And, of course, you know, we, we still know that at this point, like, going, anyone going into this movie, if they kind of were following Black Panther, it's like, now we're seeing who, who's graduating into the Black Panther role. If that happens, right? Like, what if they do something different where it's like, okay, nobody's Black Panther, right? Like, Wakanda just, as a city, you know, you know runs it by itself. Um, no, no, I thought opposite. I thought there might have been like multiple Black Panthers at the end. Oh, that would have been cool too. Right, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Why did they just? So we didn't know. Yeah. Basically, yeah. no. Yeah. Now, now breaking the fourth wall a little bit. Um, there, of course, were news reports, and this is hard for me because, like, I tried to really not follow the development of it. Um, but there were reports, or people were um, upset initially when it was discovered, and of course, as the movie came closer. You know, people were still continuing to voice their concerns um, that there was a very high chance that um, one of the actresses was going to become Black Panther, who uh, was unfortunately caught in, um, you know, in her own misguidance for sharing a little bit of misinformation with uh, COVID-19 during the pandemic season, causing a little bit of trouble on set um, and dealing with some, you know, some unsantiated claims in terms of her belief system, but then also... Um, you know, some 
uh, information in terms of her social media where she was, you know, sharing and supporting some misinformation during production. And then of course, subsequent in deleting it, whatever, but she was caught in some uh, controversy with regards to her conduct on the set and also, of course, her conduct as a person, right? Um, now, to me, like, I, I, I feel like th the only reason why I brought this up is because, like, earlier we talked about how Kevin Feige and Seraphine Hanley Halley, right, um, who've been working so hard to cast all these people into these roles, right, they obviously care more about what's shown on screen, but also people who can just represent these characters. Um, and it's impossible to fill in someone like <laughs> Chavik Bozeman, right? Like, no one's really expecting that. But for me, um, I didn't know exactly who um, the person was um, that people were complaining about. And so as I was watching the movie, I was like, I'm wondering who this is going to be. And I'm hoping, you know, I'm, I'm secretly hoping that they're not going to take on the Black Panther uh, uh, mantle. But of course, it ends up being Shuri. And, you know, guaranteed for me, it probably colored my interpretation of her um, role in the movie and how it played out. But to me, it was a bit of a, a, bit of a miss, um, even though I know it was probably a really difficult situation for Marvel to be in. Um, because they have to handle the optics outside of the movie. They also have had, had to already rewrite it because of Chadwick, and then have to rewrite it again because of her conduct, which I think they've left the door open right at the end, um, which you know, I'm personally hoping that's the way that they're trying to uh, move on with it based on uh, what ended up happening. Um, so you're saying, Kai, that, that knowing that about her made it... Uh it tainted your your watch of her in the role yeah because as i was watching i didn't know it was her but as the movie was developing i was like i'm pretty sure it's you and part of it is because my if i try to zoom into specifically the movie um i just felt her graduation into black panther was completely unearned um because you just have someone who's just dealing with grief and yeah. probably in the most stereotypical way ever, just angry at everyone, lashing out everywhere, right? And she pretends to be someone who cares about other things or other people, but it just feels disingenuous, right? Because yeah. mostly her conduct just feels immature, right? Yeah, I, I will. Yeah, exactly. I think she... It's kind of weird because the Black Panther mantle is supposed to be something I, I feel like supposed to be noble, honorable, and she mm -hmm. takes it up as like a revenge mechanism yes. at first, and then kind of oh. like realizes it afterwards. But um, it didn't feel so. Uh, one example is when they do kind of like her in the Black Panther suit and the big reveal. She drops down. It was so like underwhelming to me. It was yeah, just it was. like <laughs> okay, like it like they tried to build it as like this really cool thing, and then I was just like. Okay, whatever. Like, I, I don't know. My whole theater was just like quiet. I, I, I yeah. feel like it was played up as like a celebratory thing. And I'm just like, yeah, okay. So I kind of yeah. agree with you both. But I, I want to say, though, I don't think that um, that idea was lost on, uh, on the writers um, because all those themes I, I felt were addressed, whether they were satisfying to you or not, I, I think they knew that it would feel like that to audiences and actually built it into the story, the whole. Um, She's not a person of um, of ceremony. 
um, the whole I'm angry, which is why I saw my uncle and not my brother or my mother, the whole mm-hmm. unearned. I think it was all there. So uh, in other words, I think you're valid in feeling what you feel, but it wasn't a mistake of the presentation of the movie. It was. I don't think so. I, I really would say don't. it was. I think they didn't convey it well enough. Like, yeah. to me, they could have... I'm okay with that, her taking up the mantle of Black Panther as a revenge mechanism, but I just feel like it wasn't played out that way on screen. Like, yeah, I don't know. I felt like they tried to do both two, two, different, uh, two different things with it. Because they tried to do the montage, right? Where it's like, look, Tala Khan people are just like, you know, Wakandan people, right? And when she had the opportunity to either mercy kill him or to not plunge both people into a war... Right, she chose the non-aggressive path. No, right? not she, not until a whole bunch of people died, because she had bloodlust. She didn't know that, right? Like she's over there fighting. Uh, no, she did know that. She name war on the side. No, no, she went. She loaded up a carrier with a bunch of her people, put them in harm's way. A lot of them yep. died, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. No, I disagree. No, but I'm saying no, 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 no. During that fight, she basically was flying around waiting to capture Namor and then went and fought him on the side. She wasn't in the middle of the battle for that long. She spent like half of it fighting Namor in this random ass like desert slash beach. I feel like when she loaded them up on that ship, she knew they were going to die. Correct. She was willing to go to war and she put but her she didn't in harm's way. She didn't see what was going on, right? Well, I'm curious about what Nick and, and, and um, what do you guys think about it? <laughs> oh my god, this guy's invented anyway. I kind of toned out when Kai was talking. Say again, Kai. <laughs> <laughs> Look, by the way, the reason one of the reasons why I'm bringing this up is because I think that this again, one of those great sort of human themes about being a leader and putting your people in harm's way for the greater good or for your own personal vendetta, that kind of thing. I think it's it's a very real topic and, and what it takes for a person to get to the point where they're willing to sacrifice somebody else's life for their own drive right and 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 to say that she didn't know i i don't think it's true and to say the writers weren't aware that this was a potential thematic problem i I think isn't true but i don't know it just didn't feel like that to me sure right and that's that's fair for your take i will leave it there um so essentially wholly unearned in terms of her role as black panther and Honestly, just like not something that I'm super like looking forward to, right? Um, I'm pretty happy that so like unfortunately because it's been a while since I've seen a Black Panther movie, um, when Lupita came back in um to to save Shuri in the first place, I was like, wait a minute, why can't I just have why can't we just have Irby Black Panther? Yeah. Um which I you know, of course you realize afterwards at the the end credit scene that's you know, you figure out why. Um yeah. But I think what was really nice about this film, which you guys already talked about, was there were so so many strong supporting characters, right? M'Baku, the queen, um, the leader of the... I, I'll never know how to pronounce the... Dora Milaje. The Dora Milaje. Yeah. Just great. What, um, I don't know what her character's name is. What is it? Lupita. Okoye. Lupita. Right. You have... You have Namor, you have, you have, you know, you have the, 
the the female that's the female henchman and the guy henchman Nam- namora um yeah namora and then even um the agent right yeah Kevin um, Ross. they they all just do amazing jobs and then that allowed me to just ignore how just i don't know how annoying and just how <laughs> like shallow it felt just watching shuri just bumble along to all these different things um, and kind of just be like, um, I don't know, just like babysat by a lot of people, like babysat by Namor, babysat by her mom, babysat by the Dora Milaje, babysat by Lupita, like all these things, uh, especially by M'Baku, right? And then well, she look just... at her in all the other MCU movies. It's very consistent with what, what what she was even leading up to that. Point. Correct. I absolutely agree. It is very consistent, which is why I'm so confused on why we are, we're down this path. Right, because I saw some maturity in Mbaku, um, where you know he tries to talk to her about the the decisions that she's going through, what kind of a leader she's going to be, right? Um, and I would have liked Mbaku to be more of like a hands-on mentor for her, um, except you know they have this discussion, and she literally just says, "Fall in line." The moment she becomes Black Panther, and I'm just like. Ah, that's like exactly what a kid would say, right? Look at my shiny new toy. They I'm were in charge now. Don't you feel like, like yeah. that food they made the Black Panther? Some people would be unhappy with. No one would be fully happy. Like there's, it's almost a lose lose. Like no matter who they put into well, the Black Panther, no one's gonna be I, fully I, satisfied with. I agree with that problem. take, but my point here is that I felt they this was the worst option. <laughs> I don't know if it's like, the worst option. I don't know if it's the worst. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I, I get what you're saying, Kai. I feel like this is probably going to happen. It was probably what it happened anyway. Correct. If, let's just say Bozeman was still with us, right? And you do you have more appearances. You do another Black Panther movie or so or whatever. There probably was going to have Shuri be the Black Panther because that, that actually tracks with the books. And then that's also a way to kind of change things up and, and have you know longevity for the, your franchise, right? But unfortunately, real life kind of made its way into the accelerated it. Sure, exactly. So I, I always feel like there's no way around it. And and given the circumstances, I think it was probably the best they can do. Uh, I get what you're saying, but I don't see how you can kind of work your way around it because if you introduce anybody else, it just seems kind of off or weird. I agree, kind of and I think to to that point too. If you look at it, you know, I. I know it lacks ceremony was unearned, and again, I agree with those those points as bullet points and statements. But she was basically in the position to be the Black Panther, as opposed to being the um, ceremonious Black Panther. I mean, I think you know somebody like I don't know Lupita. I think that's what her name is. The, like, the like, love well, Lupita's the actress. Nakia is her character. That's what I mean. I don't know what her character's name is, but the actress, or even um, the the Walking Dead girl. Right, if you talk about from skill level, right? Yeah. Um, but this was one of those circumstances where you know they had a nation going to war, they didn't have a protector, and the sister was basically in the right position to work out the details and execute the Black Panther, as opposed to being the Black Panther they're going to want long term. So to your point, Kai, you know because of the real world issues, I think they did leave it pretty open, and they may go in that direction moving forward. But with to Arthur's point, I do think it tracks as well. I think they they chose the best path they could, given the situations they were in. 
Here's I mean, best path is relative, right? Like, I get, I get. There's obviously for sure con- comic, you know, context, and and it's not an easy situation. And I'm yeah. and I'm happy to wait and see whether them reinstalling T'Challa, right, mm-hmm. literally with his kid, is their way of moving away from her, which would be great. Um, you don't like it as it is. No, right. So, like, I, this could be a situation where, like, we're just looking at a transition period and we don't know yet. Like a very very short one. Like it, like I would love it if she's like maybe a cameo here, a cameo there, uh, and then we just go to T'Challa, right? Yeah. Um, and that'd be great. Then it'd be like it's just a blip, whatever. We move on, right? Um, but until so then, I, a, I I don't know. So here's a question to ask you guys, and and I have my opinion on this, but would you have been, would you have preferred they recast? No. No. Really? I, okay. I, I would be okay. Same here. I would be okay I would, I'd it. actually be okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not if saying I you have to do it right. I'm not saying you have to do it right. I'm not saying you have to do it right. Recasting, I would have done recasting. And, and my reason for recasting is not because it, I just feel like the T'Challa character is so important. I agree. And I, and I get why you want to honor the real life actor. And I totally understand that. But I also feel like, I don't know. I don't want to and speak he, for. Like, It'd wouldn't he so want the character to, wouldn't he want the character to kind of continue even with him, you know, because it's such an important, you know, character to, you know, people in the world. It's such an inspiring character. Yeah. Wouldn't he want that to continue? And it's, the character is also so critical to Marvel lore. I just yeah. think like recasting would be good. Whoever they recast would have kind exactly. of Exactly. And maybe, I'm not saying you have to do it right away, but maybe in the future you have options yeah. to somehow do that. I, I, I actually would have preferred that, but I get yeah. why they don't do it. So I would be okay with now, but that's my reason for recasting, not because I dislike the actress. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I I wouldn't. The only reason I say I don't think they they need to want to, because to me, and this is very selfish as a as a reader, I don't care about Black Panther much, right? And so I, I'm not committed to him as a character, um, either in the comics or in the MCU. So I'm okay with them writing dramatic changes in the story this way and being forced to deal with it. Um, and to me, the MCU is, is so separated from, uh, from the comic world as it is that I don't feel the need to stay with uh, what he's achieved or what the characters achieve in the comics. I like this transition period, if that's what you're going to call it, and seeing Wakanda forced to deal with it. And, and I think that's why they call it Wakanda forever, right? Because in a lot of ways, the movie's about the country and its evolution versus any one particular character. Fair point. I disagree, but... Yeah, I disagree, because they made it such a big deal I, about not having a Black Panther. <laughs> it's, it's you're a, saying I mean, that you I, don't I care about saying. the character, yet you, you would care if they recast it. Yeah. Kind of like... I get what he's saying. I understand what he's saying. I... I, I yeah. Really hypocritical because yeah, it feels very <laughs> contradictory. Um, but either way, that, but I don't think so. So like you know, fourth wall stuff, like actual movie stuff, right? I just didn't enjoy it, the the ultimate choice. Yeah, sure, they're definitely stuck between a rock and a hard place, right? At some point, like you don't want to just abandon the project for the sake of abandoning the project. That sucks too. Um, so I'm. I'm cautiously optimistic because of what they showed um, at the end with, uh, you know, T'Challa, um, and we'll we'll see if that 
that improves from there. But I'll, I'll basically, they're basically recasting Chadwick Boseman. Yes, they're redoing yeah. the character again. Which yeah, is uh, actually yeah. that kid's really young, so it's going to be a while unless they. I mean, time. time jumps all the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. We do. But I mean, what happened? Is sort of tracked with real world time in a sense. So. Yeah, what happened was with uh, what is it? Secret War? Like I don't, you know, you know anything true. happened anything after happened, that? True. And it's, right. You don't anything happen. Um, yeah. As long as the character introduced. Uh, all right, uh, Arthur. Um, Why don't you give us your thoughts? So a lot of good points. Um, so I'll just focus on what I really liked is the whole geopolitical, socioeconomic vibe or things that they were discussing in the movie about you know our country, the freedoms that were taken away from us, how we have things in similar, you know, they're touching upon colonialism and how they have these kind of shared things, you know, Wakanda and, and Talakan. Um, but I also like the modern day geopolitical of like, you know, all, all these, the rest of the world wants, wants to, you know, get, take their vibrania, wants to invade. And obviously mm -hmm. they don't want to do that. And I, I love this. It's, it very much can be looked at from a modern context, you know, very, you know, very uh, timely type of themes, which I liked in the, in the context of the MCU. Um, very geopolitical, which I liked. Um, one thing that kind of stuck out with me was when, you know, Everett Ross and, you know, Julia, Ju Julia Louise Dreyfus, her character showed up, right? And you know, they're just kind of bantering, and she says, yeah, I want vibranium. And you're kind of like, oh, does that mean the next movie, potentially? I don't know, right? Speculating. Thunderbolts, her team. Is there time to, is, is that the reason why you formed the Thunderbolts? To do you know, not so savory things, right? Because she wants obviously power. So there's, there's some nice connections that they could play off of. It could be nothing, it could be something, but I do like the whole geopolitical vibe of, okay, Wakanda's on the world stage now. Everybody wants their technology, their resources, and it, it kind of uh, mirrors a lot of these, you know, social economical themes that we see out there. Uh, same thing with Talakan, um, their history of, of, you know, Namor's backstory and why they're so isolationist. Um, so I, I like the way the movie presented those things. Um, and try to kind of get us to think about, hey, you know, naturally we should kind of partner up Wakanda and Talakan because, you know, we went through the same thing. Um, I did like Namor a lot. I thought the actor did really well. He had that kind of quiet gravity that I'd, I've seen Namor, but then also that explosive temper and that, that power of, okay, you know, when Namor's mad, don't mess with him. And you saw that, right? He kind of walks out and when he needs to hit back, he hits back pretty hard. Um, and then other times he kind of, you know, restrains himself and then talks with some weight about certain things and kind of convinces you, even though you may not agree with him on something, you kind of get where he's coming from. You're like, okay, I don't agree with you, but you make good points. Um, so I kind of, I really like the actor portraying the Namor character. I think he did a really great job. Um, question on that. I liked it. Qu question on, on, on uh, the audio. So I found it a little difficult to understand him at times. Was that only me? I, I felt like uh, maybe a little bit, but I think it was maybe because of his accent. But accent, yeah. to me, okay, yeah, it, it was wasn't. Fine. A, yeah, I, and, I, and, yeah, maybe, yeah. It maybe it lends like his foreignness to the character a little bit more, which I kind of like because yeah. you know he's from a different world. So, no, I yeah. like him a lot. Like, yeah, I just there are so, maybe yeah, I went to watch it in Adobe like cinema, and so sometimes it's just it's kind of loud, so I'm just like. Sure. Is it really hard for me to understand and, and, him? Or? And unfortunately, we won't get a Namor single in a solo movie because of, I believe, rights issues. I, I read about yeah. that a few days, so that kind of sucks. 
Yeah, because uh, one one aspect that I really like about Namor, even though we don't know that much as uh, about the character as people who aren't too familiar with him, is that you know he's like the first type of character that could really dive deep into the concept of he literally he technically rules like the majority of the surface area of Earth, right? Seventy-five percent. Um, so for him, right, he could sit there and be like, "Look, you guys are the minority to me." Right. And this is what that looks like. Right. I would have loved to see like you're talking about, right? There's like the the geopolitical aspect of the fact that, you know, here's him who has been uh, an underwater country for a long time. But if I felt like if they played up him singing like, look, you guys are just a bunch of people on some islands, right? Even though they're continents, but to him they're islands, like I can wipe you guys out in seconds. Like, why are you guys, you know, doing any of this, right? You do this and you're you're upsetting me, not the other way around. Um, it would have been cool if they leaned into that a little bit more, but you know, obviously for whatever story they're trying to tell, probably a little bit, maybe a little bit too aggressive, right? Yeah, it might have been too much, but I get it. They've, they've, that's like that's a running theme in the books too. They use it with Aquaman, also. Like you know, you, know, you rule a couple of land masses. I rule the rest of the world. Who are you? Um, but the, the the ocean's a big place, right? There could be different people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the, the, definitely the dialogue, like what you guys said, I think Angela Bassett was just a beast of an actress. Like, wow. Every scene where she was in, every word she was muttering, like, whew, <laughs> man, amazing. I was actually disappointed her character died. Like, yeah. I thought, I, like, come on, we don't need another death. Like, My interest in the movie her. died with her. I was, she should have you know, kept her, because then it would have been had some fun family dynamic with her and, and um, Shuri. Um, Basically, Shuri let her mother's killer just get away. <laughs> exactly, she's a little bitch. In a way, yeah, you can say that. Yeah, <laughs> didn't throw her. You know, yeah. I, I mean, it, it, she chose the. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a comic book trope, right? You kind of like justice versus vengeance, that kind of thing. Um, you know, you, you can't kill the character, you can't throw him in prison, so to speak. Um, but yeah, I mean, I. I for what they were able to do with the movie, with um, given the circumstances, I thought they did. You know, you have to have a tell a, its own story, introduce new characters, push the MCU forward in some ways, plant some seeds for the future. There's a lot of boxes you got to check, right? Uh, so this movie, for all intents and purposes, I think it did a pretty admirable job given the circumstances. Um, you know, I, I thought they would do something kind of cheesy to to play off of. Um, Bozeman's death, like have him like have a CG Black Panther or something, and you know get killed. But instead, they just sort of basically said, okay, he died from a disease. Oh, okay, good. They just sort of kept it very real, very subtle, and then moved on. Um, I thought I was curious, like how they would actually address that, and I'm glad they did it in a very you know non-fancy but also pretty respectful way, so to speak. Um, but yeah, what else? Interesting that they had staged the final battle in the water on the enemy's yeah. home turf. That makes no I sense. Kind of, I kind of can justify that because it's like that's the only place the Atlanteans are going to really feel like overconfident and maybe the Wakandans can turn the tide in their favor. But it does feel kind of weird to me. Like, why are you? It makes gonna... no sense. Yeah. Well, they said either like, you they basically do... put yourself like on a boat to like. Get surrounded and I killed think, by. I, I feel like they're trying to make the Atlanteans overconfident. Like, hey, we got this. It's a boat. Okay, we can take them. And then they they 
pretty much they did. Had a way to... They did. They would have lost. Like, well, yeah, they, they would have got well, destroyed. <laughs> well, yeah, but then their plan was to like kidnap Namor and take their leader, right? So that kind of worked out in a sense. So that I think that was the point. They're, they knew that they're going to be outmatched eventually. So I mean, I can find justifications for that, but I, I don't know. The the movie overall, I went in thinking, are they actually going to surprise us and have a different Black Panther, or are they going to really go with Shuri? Because that's what happens in the books. And actually, the Shiri character in the books is different from the one in the movie. Like in the movie, she's more How like so? a brain, a brainiac, uh, uh -huh. a technology nerd, more of a behind the scenes, not necessarily a fighter. In the book, she's actually more of a fighter, more of a warrior type character. So they're actually different, very different, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So perhaps it's more natural in the books that she takes over. Um, I don't know, maybe yeah. from a physical perspective, I don't know. Um, I can't say I'm like the most versed in Shiri character. She's relatively new i don't know 2005 so it's kind of newish um but it has been in enough stories so i thought they would either surprise us uh or most likely take the least path like the most obvious path it kind of has to be like you can't have anything anyone else be the black panther I, it just it would be too off off to me um i did like the surprise of having um michael b jordan show up in that spiritual flashback that was cool yeah. every, every I wish time he shows up that. yeah every time he shows up it's always great. He's such a great actor. He's so engaging. Yeah. He just, you know, the way he just puts himself out there and acts. Whatever role he's in, he's always so good. And I love that way they kind of incorporated him in there. Um, in that kind of spiritual flashback. But yeah, overall, I, there's probably some other stuff I can say. But for what it was worth, the movie I thought was quite good. Okay. Uh, I will wrap up with my review. Um... I'm with most, yeah, I'm pretty much with you. I mean, you guys said a lot of the things. I, for the most part, I, I enjoyed it. Um, uh, kind of like what Nick was saying, there was a, a lack of a, a main character, which I, I did feel throughout the movie because I feel like it just kind of, it jumped around. Um, see, so I think it works better in Game of Thrones because there's no main character in Game of Thrones, really. Um, and But there's time to yeah, like, build more, the you world. Have more, you have more sh time, yeah. Yeah, yeah. to learn characters, to learn people's yeah. yeah motivation. This one, they, I mean, they, they're trying their best in a tune of whatever. It's a pretty long movie, right? Two hours, forty minutes. Yeah, it's pretty long. It's and so they try to get that all in. Um, it doesn't fully land for me, uh, but you know, I, I I understand this situation and what they had to, to write through. I felt like the Everett Ross scenes and Julie Louis Dreyfus scenes were just super out of place and just didn't need to be there at all. It's obviously a connection for the next movie, but I, I just like, don't like why even show me this like it's literally just they're just a communication people to to like communicate That's things true. to wakanda like you know yeah um, logistically well they're, they the the well they're the representatives of the outside world for us yeah okay <laughs> yeah, yeah i don't know or the fact that they like were apparently married yeah 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 i'll agree with that um, part that was unnecessary but yeah i, I don't know it's just a weird it's just every time they're on screen or like we wouldn't see them for a while then they would jump on screen for a second and then yeah i wouldn't see them for a long time i i, mean, I, I don't know they added they had to add that part in at the end just to like get ross out of jail and <laughs> i don't know it's just kind of like an, kind of unnecessary same thing uh thunderbolts with... man i'm calling it right now <laughs> what <laughs> i'm calling it the thunderbolts movie <laughs> I, I don't think you need to call it i think it's already like no and confirmed. i'm saying like there's got to be a connection yeah, they announce it was no, I'm not saying there isn't a movie. I'm saying in the Thunderbolts movie, there's got to be like a connection with this movie, with what oh, the Julius. That's why we, we Dreyfus is here. <laughs> like, is yeah, that uh, the character, the U.S. agent? Is it? He's he's the Thunderbolt. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. 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 He's going to be. 
like yeah. she's assembling a team, um, Thunderbolt's team, and they're probably uh, going to do like not so savory things. Or, or it's maybe kind of weird that she hasn't been in anything in a while, like any yeah. Marvel thing, and then all of a sudden she shows up again. <laughs> oh no, she was in Black Widow. Uh, Black Widow, yeah. That, yeah, that was like a year ago, a year and a half, like yeah. two years. Yeah, it's so long ago. There's yeah, been like for, eight projects since then. For Marvel, that's, for Marvel, it's not too. That's not un. That's not. It's a long time. Not really. If she's the connecting factor, if she's the Nick Fury for the Thunderbolts, it's a pretty long time. Well, she was in Black Widow. She was in something else too. Falcon and Winter Soldier. Right. That's it. That's know. it, right? Yeah, but I mean, that was only last year, so it's not too far. Off. Yeah, you, but there's been like six projects since then. Yeah. But I mean, even Nick Fury took some days off. <laughs> on, but to me, Marvel. this is a bitter, this is a bigger indictment in this phase is like there's a lot of, there's tons of loose threads, but more importantly, I just, there's nothing to really look forward to like in the backdrop. Yeah. There's no, like, it doesn't have to be as big as obviously Infinity Island because you can't, right? Like, it was supposed to be like a penultimate story, but. I'm sitting yeah. here, Mike. Is this supposed to be multiverse stuff? Is this supposed to be Thunderbolts? Is it supposed to be this? Is it supposed to be Kang? Right? I don't know. <laughs> I think I think that changes probably in, in the next movie in in Ant Man. Um, yeah, yeah, because they're gonna Phase Four is world building really more. But what are they building? The world right? building. It's kind of world, yeah. the world building as it, it's kind of again like it's like the books. You don't have to have this major big crossover or blockbuster. Like you're just introducing characters and worlds, and some of them may lead to something, and some of them may not. It they they're not obligated to like. And all of Phase One led to something. Yeah, (laughs) but you don't have to do the same thing. That's the thing. I'm not saying you have to do the same thing. You don't have to do the same thing. I like the fact that you can just world build and introduce new characters and concepts, and they may show up later. They may not. They may connect. They may not. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, so that's why Phase Four is weak. So. <laughs> no, I just think people expect things to be like before, and they're not. They don't have to be. Well, I think also Phase Four is just a weak phase. Like the movies yeah. in general have been kind of weak. Like they're. I think Phase One well, is. Way I was going to bring stuff about it. I don't know if you guys, everyone probably, you guys have probably noticed it, but I didn't know. If, have you that? Like I feel like every every Marvel like movie, not every, but the majority of the movies and shows that have come out. Since uh, Endgame, they've all been focused on this kind of theme of like mourning death. Like they're all about like grief. Like one like grief. One division is about she's you know, he died, and Loki's like him dying. Spider Man's about he's like consumed with Iron Man's death, and and Hawkeye's like just constantly thinking about uh, like Widow. And then this was just like the topper of it all, like. It was because it was like oh, good observation, Nick. Wow. It was an actual guy and a character dying, but the whole movie's consumed about like they're grieving over someone dying. I feel like everything since Endgame has been about like grieving. I'm kind of I don't want to say tired of. It. <laughs> You're well, if, I'm if over it. It, it. Isn't, it isn't that kind of the phase where you kind of go down and then now you go back up again? It's kind of the, the stages of grief, right? When you said the next three is about world building, I'm kind of looking forward to that. This is, yeah. I, I don't think I'm over just because this was like, this is real shit. This is like, the guy fucking died. But I yeah, mean, you can't really yeah, write that. Yeah, I'm not right. it's just, all the other content is just, I feel like it's it's all focused on, even uh, even Thor Love and Thunder, it's it's, it's kind of like, yeah, you know, like death of uh, Jane Foster. Yeah. Or yeah. impending, impending death. Yeah. 
Right. Star oh, good observation, Star- Nick. Nice. Is it that's that's yeah. has to be something people have noticed, right? Is that just yeah? Is yeah I don't yeah. think you're 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 not the first person to say that. Yeah, but yeah people have noticed. Good observation. It's um Yeah, you get a treat. This was a stat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to say, like, yeah, I was gonna I was gonna mention like um one of my f- friends like was sick, like pretty sick. Like she was pretty much yeah she's gonna pass away and so i went to watch this movie like probably i don't know a week before she passed away and i was like it was like it hurt, it hurt like extra hit me hard the the beginning scenes and yeah. it was also due to cancer like yeah. uh, <laughs> so it's like okay. beginning scenes and then it, even at the end uh yeah Jeez. it was pretty it's pretty bummer i was like yeah it's pretty sad <laughs> um uh but then w- one other thing i did want to comment uh, like that, I really enjoyed was the music. Uh, uh, Ludwig Gorenson. I don't think the soundtrack is as good as the first one, but still, there's a lot of great the beats are good. throughout the movie. Um, the beats are very good. I just like the one, just like a simple, the simple scene where they just play a song. And oh yeah, when they when they're showing um, the underwater city. Uh, what was the name of it? I don't know what you call it. Alakan. Yeah. And the Shuri's just singing everything. That song, I don't know for some reason, it just really vibes well. Like, and I, I really like that scene. Um, and it's simple, but I don't know. Just if you, to me, it just feels like if you have a good, like, score and song, sometimes you can convey a, like a lot with with that. So, uh, want to call that out. So overall, uh, yeah, overall, I enjoyed it. I think the best, it, it was like the best thing that they, they could have done. That the finale was kind of weak, um, but everything beforehand was like pretty cool. Like. Uh, Namor's introduction was like pretty creepy, like right. It's yeah, almost like a horror right. movie. Horror you movie. don't know what's going on. Floating you, over the mermaids singing to like yeah. hypnotize the guys walking off the thing. I was like, dude, what is going on? Yeah, it's that's, like that's a new yeah, thing. That was yeah. cool. It was very um, yeah, different. just the visuals and like the feeling. I got. I think he did that really well. Um, and then just like seeing him in the whatever, it, was, it was just in the moonlight. What was it? Yeah, he know. was he was silhouetted. In you don't see his face. Yeah, you just you see yeah, a body you see, yeah. and you see little wings. And you're like, oh, it's yeah, cool. It's pretty creepy. Uh, and then I like the fight scenes on the bridge. Um, uh, but yeah, I don't know. Riri Williams. I, I we mentioned it before. That's just pretty nothing. Like yeah, what? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't really care for her at all. I feel like she was trying hard. <laughs> uh also as a character or like the stuff that mm. she was given um but i also um, maybe i'll take this offline i uh I, I heard some things sort of like behind the scenes about her like like somebody i know who works with marvel uh i heard some oh. things about her so i was just like kind of already turned off by her uh uh and so maybe that that kind of teaching might be anyway overall good movie i enjoyed it uh didn't like love it yeah uh let's go around and do our number ratings for Wakanda Forever. Nick Choi, what do you give Wakanda Forever? Uh, I I thought it was still entertaining, so I give it an eight. I enjoyed it, just missed that one big piece, but uh, still liked it. Okay. Uh, that. Yeah, I give it um, an eight point six. Um, oh. I actually, I think all of the awkward. Um, offsetting feelings, transition feelings are appropriate, and I I enjoy them delivering it. I even kind of like the fact that you guys say it felt that way to you guys because I think that's what it's supposed to feel like. I, I mean, I think he pulled it off quite frankly. I think he pulled off what he wanted to. 
uh, whether you liked it or not, that's, that's up to you. All right, uh, Kai? Uh, I'll probably give it a six. Oh, whoa. Um, maybe six and a half. Harsh. But yeah, I'd, I would not want to, like, I just don't want to watch it again. Um, I think the only thing that's carried it was uh, the, like, they've, they've, they've casted the supporting cast so well. Like, all the other characters, right? Um, so great, but I just can't, there's nothing exciting to me about the, the Shuri Black Panther saga. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's just nothing to it to me. So um, I'm crossing my fingers for T'Challa to come back. And, um, you know, until then, um, happy to just move on from this. As, as unfortunate it is, like, Chadwick for sure deserved a better legacy. But unfortunately, this is what we're stuck with. Hey, so, Kyle. Out of curiosity. Oh. Go ahead. Oh, I, was gonna say, I didn't see any previews or anything like that. And then I would accidentally scroll across some pictures of like the guy who played Namor and they're like saying something about Black Panther. I was like, what the f- He's like, what is this? What? Anyway. So, so Kyle was wondering, um, like to me, I think one of the reasons why I thought it was good and it's such a contrast to you is because I, I viewed as a really good MCU drama. It almost sounds like you're looking more for action, excitement and adventure. Is that, is that part of the disappointment? No, um, I'm totally fine with drama because um, you get that with Civil War, you get it with um, Homecoming, right? You get it with um, a lot of the great movies. Um, this drama was just really flat. You just have a, a kid who's, right, um, you know, obviously playing the part of a kid. That's great. Um, but then becomes Black Panther. Uh, and then that mantle is kind of like cheapened. It just didn't feel earned. Um, and so when I logistically just look at like her character in that mantle, I'm like, what exactly am I supposed to look forward to? I don't know. Cause I don't know what lessons she learned. I don't really, I didn't see her um, make any genuine connections with, you know, the existing clans. Um, it just kind of felt like a lot of people were, you know, kind of doing her job for her to a certain extent um, and carrying the mental load. I, I just don't, I didn't see her mature into the role at all which is ironic because you know michael b jordan literally has that conversation with her and says look either you acknowledge that you're you're in this role because of your your anger and your your rage and that and if she accepted that that's a version of maturity or you pretend you know you're something else um, and to me it feels like she pretends to be this altruistic leader that cares about her people which didn't feel earned at all so yeah, no, you I also did admit that you had a problem with the anti-vax stuff, right? Sure, right. Okay, and okay. So there's some real you know, life in the actress, uh, side, not just the character. This is low for Kai. <laughs> exactly. Movie, I give it an eight point two. Because, <laughs> like, you know, like at the end of the day, like I, I totally will agree that there's a huge chance that it biased me. I didn't know who it was though going into the movie, but it was at sure the end of the day, was. yeah, it was her. It was Letitia right? So, you know, for someone, I don't know, like, to me, it just seems disrespectful. And I just, it just sucks to see such a great character get casted into someone who is in some sort of controversy that, like, is just, 
you know, it's a little childish. Right? You don't really don't like an actress or an actor. It's it's hard to enjoy. No, but... I thought her performance was actually not that great either, right? And part and part okay. of it was the script too, right? Like I, I genuinely don't look forward to the character, regardless whether she was anti-vax or not. You know, obviously it's going to be hard to sell that that I'm not you know conflating the two, but I genuinely didn't think the plot was that great with regards to them dealing with the fact that they have to move on to a new backpack there pretty quickly. But the way they didn't also wasn't very engaging either. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's fair. Arthur, what's your score? I'll give it a solid eight. Pretty much. I think it, a lot of what Dot said and a lot of what Nick mentioned and some of the stuff that we talked about, given all the circumstances, real world and fictional and and all the things they had to do, and then they kind of end cap phase four with this movie. Like, I thought they did a really admirable job, all things considered. Um, and it was very great in terms of dialogue and story and characters, all things considered. Um, especially considering, you know, if we, when you see something like Thor, Love, and Thunder and, and others, you're like, ah, you know, it was nice to have something that felt more weighty. So to speak. Please. Not that I don't like comedy, but swung too far. So, yeah, solid eight. All right. And I'm going to give it a seven and a half. Um, yeah. I thought the first Black Panther was better. It pretty much is exactly what I expected. Come, going into Wakanda Forever, I was just like, how are you going to do this movie without Chadwick? And yeah. kind of felt the same way coming out. I was just like, yeah, they did what they try to do like, yeah. yeah but it doesn't yeah. make it a good movie right because you said oh they try their best right you can try yeah. your best and like the movie still sucks right yeah it's not a sucky movie i didn't say that i just it didn't oh. uh didn't blow me away or is this fine um all right well that's the podcast um what do we have next there's i'm not watching avatar 2 in the theater so <laughs> not, I, yeah, wait, wait, there's who, no who, way who avatar here who likes avatar here does anyone uh, like it? Really watch avatar? i did yeah. like it i did I like, like it yeah i'm I okay like the, I'm, I'm i like the spectacle when i saw it the first time in the theater i thought it was technically very brilliant looking yeah, you didn't sure. like, but I don't know if I can stomach another three-hour movie. I don't. It's three D Pocahontas with aliens. It's that's right. That's yeah. true. No, Fern Gully. It was Fern Gully. Yeah, there's so I many like iterations it. of this movie that I feel like, technically, sure, that's great. But at the end of the day, it's to me, it's got to have a strong story. Like that's most important to me. I mean, so. you can argue that this has the highest chance of being um, original because. You know, the first movie was obviously just Ferngully the movie, but yeah. now he's, you know, trying to do more world building, which you know, in theory, would be original. Yeah. Is Ferngully? Hey, you guys, Pocahontas is uh, <laughs> does he think Pocahontas? Think no, Pocahontas is a lot different. Pocahontas <laughs> is like hear? colonialism. Uh, isn't that what yes. this movie is? <laughs> this is more like a little bit of colonialism, but like a lot more like environmental, like. You know, I'm okay. trying to dissolve your world. But isn't that <laughs> a colonialist? Wait, Dad, what were you saying? <laughs> I was going to say, did you guys hear that um, the movie was so expensive to make that I know for it to even break even has to be in like the top three grossing movies of all time. 
So it better be released. So it better be released in China then. Yeah, it's, it was stupid expensive to make apparently, and it basically has to have that kind of a showing in order to to break even. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. But it's riding it's on James a pretty Cameron good asked for his blank check. He did, and he people did. give it to him. Well, he's kind of technically earned it, right? He literally yeah. is the director of like two of the three top grossest movie in the world. So, yeah. <laughs> like anyone would kind of objectively be wrong if they said, "Well, you didn't technically do it." Yeah. So I actually don't know what the next uh, Marvel thing is. Is it Ant Man? There's no TV Ant-Man. show coming up. Ant Man right? February, I think, isn't it? Ant Man February? I thought it was March, yeah. but you Mar- might be right. It might know. be February, March, one of those. But it's okay. you know okay. only two, three months out. So. And then there's no. Is there a TV show uh, upcoming? MCU show? Um. I know Ironheart is coming soon next year, but I don't know if it's the I next think... one. Echo Ooh, is Iron Heart. Of the year. Wait, but is that with Gwyneth Paltrow? What are you? What are you talking about? Guys? Oh, Iron Heart <laughs> was in the movie in Wakanda Forever. Oh, that's Riri. Yeah, yeah Riri Williams. Yes. <laughs> okay. 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 Oh, is that girl? Yeah. yeah. Yes. She's Iron Heart. Heart. Yes. Oh. Yeah. 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 Very new character. Sorry, I thought it was Gwyneth. I thought it was Gwyneth Paltrow with her. No, no. <laughs> I think Loki and I think Echo is next summer. I think afterwards. I have to check. Another streaming Echo. Um, What's yeah. Echo? Uh, Daredevil the, uh, side character. F girl from Ho- uh, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Yeah. Oh, uh, right, 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 right. She's really more of a Daredevil character, though. So. Yeah. Oh, Daredevil. That's in 2024, I think. Oh, I'm is they going to see? Are they going to do a movie or a show? A show. Yeah. Show, show, show. Like twenty yeah. episodes too. It's like super yeah, long. Some, that's awesome. Oh, thank I'm God! Looking, yeah, I'm looking forward I'm, to it. I love I'm it. So, I'm so I was so sad when they stopped doing Daredevil. Awesome. I'm just starting season two. Oh really? Yeah. Great show. Season three is three is really good. Yours. Yeah. Yes. I like season 100%. two too, but season yeah, two. I, really I love all three of them, but yeah, hundred yeah. percent, Nick. Yeah. Your kind of show. Your kind of mm-hmm. superhero. I didn't realize that uh, Foggy. Was the kid from Mighty Ducks? Ducks, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the kid, the fucking yeah, bully. Kid. Yeah, he's good too. I like, I like all the actors on that show. Yeah, but yeah, like Ant Man's like the only one clear that I'm clear of. I'm sure of for next year. I don't remember exactly where the other dates fall. We'd have to yeah. check. All right, sounds good. Did Unless we want to do other shows like Andor. Anybody see? Andor? Oh, I want, I want to see Andor. I've heard good things about it. Yeah, one episode good. like five or something. I still haven't really seen good. No, I haven't seen Boba Fett yet either. Don't don't have to watch Boba Fett. Actually, you can just watch you can two watch of the one episodes episode. of Boba Fett. There's only There's two like, episodes worth. Okay, watching two. Yeah, Fett. two episodes of Boba Fett. And then you can. One of them was amazing, though. Yeah, it I, was. I, one of them was yeah, like. Do that. Yeah. I need all the. No, one of them was great. One of them was it, freaking amazing. Both. You have to watch those two. That's it. One of them is just fantastic. I was like, oh my god, why didn't they just do this instead? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Andor is really great if anybody wants to do that movie, that show. Yeah. You know, great Star Wars. I'm I'm into it. I just have to see it. I'll do Andor. Yeah, you need to catch up on your Marvel shows too. Jeez. Yeah. I haven't. <laughs> yeah. I'm way behind. The last thing I saw was uh three episodes of um of uh, Luke Cage. <laughs> wow. That's where I left off. 
Luke Cage. <laughs> this Season guy one? from like seven years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Season one. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. All right, fellas. Uh, signing out for Arthur. Nick. Kai. Shout out to uh, Gustavo Summer and our uh, other resident SDA member Ronald Wong. Um, until next time. <laughs>